welcome to episode number 85 of the Single Mother Survival Guide podcast. My name is Julia Hushett and I'm the host of this show and I run the singlemothersurvivalguide.com website. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm absolutely thrilled about today's guest and we're talking all about sex and body image. So it's wonderful that you're here. Before we get into it, I just want to remind you that there are two and a half weeks left before the Don't Just Survive Thrive online program. The next round is kicking off. So go over to my website if you want to enroll and I will also put the link in the show notes. You can read all about it and please email me if you have any questions about it whatsoever. I'd love to have you and you know help you make the rest of this year amazing and incredible and about thriving and being empowered as a single mom, not just, you know, getting through each day. Okay. Without going on really too much about anything else, I really want to get straight into this week's episode. So let's get into it. On the show with me today, I have one of Australia's leading relationship and sex experts. She is a passionate couples therapist, sex therapist, sexologist, and tantra expert. She has been featured in or written for publications such as Harper's Bazaar, The Huffington Post, Mamma Mia, Cosmo, The Sydney Morning Herald, Clio, My Body and Soul, and has been on the Today Show, and SBS. She is the go-to expert on sex in Australia. Welcome to the show, Asaya McKinney. Thank you so much, Julia. Thanks so much for being here today. And I'm really excited because today we're talking all about sex and body image. Yes, one of my, well, two of my favourite topics. Yeah. So first up, do you want to just give us a bit of an intro on you and your background and, you know, your business? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think actually the I like that we're we're talking about body image today because um, my my own body image was actually a huge part of me ending up in in this work. Wow. So, um, gosh, I I never imagined that I would end up becoming a couples therapist, a sexologist, or a sex therapist. Yeah, imagine saying that in high school. I what know. do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> I know, right? Surprisingly enough, no one ever gave that to me as an option. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. I imagine it's one of those things you kind of fall into. (laughs) Completely, completely. And, you know, I was probably, you know, one of the last people at that point anyway that you would even have imagined talking to other people about sex and relationships. I was so shy. I, you know, I barely had boyfriends during high school. I was, I was so awkward. Like there's just no way that you would have pictured me talking, talking about sex and intimacy for a living. (laughs) So funny. Yeah, I mean, and and yet, you know, this is where I ended up, and and I'm I'm so glad that that I have. It's obviously an area that I've I've become really really passionate about. For me, my journey with you know sex, intimacy, and relationships really kind of started um, probably in my early twenties when I stumbled upon a, a tantra workshop, and you know by this point. I had had sex, I'd had some relationships, I had enjoyed it, but I I always felt like there was something I was missing out on. Like I just wasn't fully comfortable with it. You know, I would hear other people talk about how amazing it was. And I was like, 
what am I missing? Like what's, yeah. what's wrong with me that, that, that there's something that, that I'm not quite getting here. And, you know, my own body image absolutely didn't help with that because it's really hard to feel comfortable with sex when you don't want anyone to see you naked and, and when you yeah. feel really awkward and embarrassed when you do. But for me, when I found Tantra, all of that started to change. So Tantra, for anyone who hasn't heard of it, it's really like the sexy kind of yoga, if you like. It's a yoga and a meditation practice that also has incredible benefits to our sex life. Um, but for me... I did not know that. I thought it was always like a sexual, like something like how a way to have sex. Kind of right everyone's like oh it's like group sex right or it's like <laughs> we have to do like lots of different positions and <laughs> yes that's I think what I thought there was like oh there's all these different positions <laughs> yeah no no I'm like so you're not doing that in yoga <laughs> <laughs> no uh really like it's you know there are some physical movements involved in it but tantra is more about connecting with the sexual energy and connecting with the sexual part of ourselves because we see that as sacred as mm. as well so instead of our sexuality not being included in being included in our spirituality it actually we see it as a, a an opportunity to to deepen our spirituality right so Although it's a spiritual practice, though, I always like to say it's actually really practical. So, you know, you don't have to be woo-woo at all to, you know, to, to practice um, Tantra. And, and for me, Tantra really had a lot of practical benefits. And one of those for me it was finally feeling comfortable in my, own, in my own skin, really for the first time in my life. It completely changed my body image. Wow. It, it, also helped me actually feel in my body. You know, I was a, um, I was a really, really uh, competent overthinker. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can still be pretty, pretty good at it from time to time, but Tantra really helped me really kind of find actually, you know, it can sound a bit cliche, but inner peace and really just connect with my body. So I became in my body, if you like it, gave me permission to to really enjoy sex like I felt like it was okay to enjoy sex and it also gave me some really practical tools for enjoying sex so I I knew some practical tools and techniques that could help me enjoy sex more and for me I think you know one of the most important things was because it had changed the relationship I had with myself and how I saw myself it also helped me attract you know happier healthier uh, more loving relationships. Yeah, so yeah. all of that was also in a, you know, in a relatively short space of time, I, I was really seeing these tangible, these tangible benefits that it had for my life. And so I just wanted to, to keep practicing. And I, I ended up teaching really because it had made such a difference to me that, that I wanted to share it and I wanted to uh, keep learning more myself. Yeah. And so that's where, that's where things started to get interesting for me. I, I still like, you know, didn't, didn't recognize this as a career at all. It was still something I saw as a, a bit of a hobby. Yeah. Um, but not long after I started teaching Tantra, a psychologist uh, came to one of my workshops and saw me teach. 
and asked me afterwards if I would work with some of his male clients who are experiencing sexual dysfunction and intimacy issues and teach them the practical things that I had learned through Tantra that he didn't know and, and couldn't teach them as a male psychologist. And um, that for me was just hugely eye-opening work, like really um, incredible and amazing work to work with these men so intimately and just to see how sexuality impacted their lives. So that was That's, a... <laughs> it's kind of giving me shivers. It's like kind of like a sliding door moment. Yes, yeah, absolutely. If that's crazy. Yeah, that's mm. amazing. Mm. That's really what kind of, um, you know, I, I saw really that by helping men with this aspect of their lives, like I was actually changing their whole lives, changing mm. their relationships, their confidence. Um, and, and, and again, then wanted to take this work further. So uh, I went to study uh, in the US at the Institute for the Advanced Studies of Human Sexuality. Uh, I came back to Australia. Uh, I did a master's in relational psychotherapy, uh, a master's in science of medicine, sexual health counseling, and a postgraduate diploma in sexology as well. Wow. It's amazing. (laughs) I had no idea all those you know, options even existed. It's incredible. I I know. You can actually study something at university called sexology. It's like amazing. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) Is everyone there just like obsessed with sex? (laughs) (laughs) You know, not not as much as as you would think. Like we're we're all still pretty normal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not everyone's just having sex all the time. (laughs) No, definitely not. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so that's how you got into it all and now you kind of help people with everything sex-related. Yeah, sex, intimacy and relationships. For me, they're all so intrinsically connected that that I really deal with all of them. Incredible. Okay, so as I said, like today I really wanted to talk specifically about sex and body image. Mm. And I think, um, you know, I wanted to sort of start by asking you about the sort of perception that mums can't be sexual because I think it's really hard for like mums in general, like when they have a baby and then it's like really hard to kind of see themselves as this, you know, sexual being as well. But for single moms, sometimes it can be really difficult too because they haven't had sex for ages and they're like, oh, and like, you know, I'm a mum, I'm not sexy. And, you know, where do you think this comes from? Yeah, so this is also something I'm, I'm really um, passionate about. Um, and actually, on my, there's an article uh, on my blog specifically about how we as a society um, don't, don't perceive mothers as sexual. So there's kind of a sexual invisibility that mothers mm. have. But actually, even more than that, um, the, there's a perception that women who are uh, um, the, the sexier a woman is, the less she is perceived to be a good mother which for me is absolutely completely shocking because obviously the way a woman dresses, the way she expresses herself has nothing to do with with her, you know, ability to be a a mother to her children. Yeah, absolutely. Far out. It's really Yeah. So I I think, you know, some of this goes back to it's really um, in in a lot of religions throughout the world we we see this dichotomy, you know, you know, between women who are sexy and then these really virtuous women who are, you know, are, who are held up as the role models. And there's a really clear split 
uh, around those women. So there is something about that, um, you know, we might call it the the Madonna whore dichotomy, which is actually becomes fairly and deeply ingrained in in our psyche, even if we don't logically uh, believe it. So absolutely, I think when women become mothers, there's a, a changed perception that they can have around themselves, around how they should be expressing their sexuality, how they should be able to dress, how they should show up in relationships. Um, and yeah. you're right, as you said, there's all this... Um, these extra things, changed body image that goes with that. Of course, the hormones um, change everything yeah. <laughs> as well, which which really um, it makes things difficult for, for a while for a lot of women. Yeah. Um, so it, it is then a, a huge challenge. Do you think, um, like, do you think men actually think this about women or do you think it's just coming from us and, you know, maybe our own insecurities? You know, actually, in terms of, um, do you mean in terms of um, sexier women not being perceived as as good a mothers? So, yeah, or just sort of this perception that mums can't be sexual. Yeah, I guess yeah, it's just another way of wording it, really. Yeah, to to be honest, I, I think it actually is um, is a little bit of both. That this is really like a this it's kind of one of these weird cultural things that that we've picked up. Um, research actually shows that men and women hold this view kind of equally in the research that they've done around it. But I also you know hear men um, you know who show up with with their partners in my therapy room saying, well, you know, it's like now that she's the mother of my children, like I just don't see her in the same way. Like I, I don't feel like I can have dirty sex with her anymore. I don't think I can talk to her in the same way or treat her in the same way that I used to. So actually I think it it is held equally um, by men and women. And, of course, like the key to kind of breaking through any of these unconscious beliefs that we end up with is to really become aware of them and and to start to to look at them and go hang on is this is this really what I want to believe what do I really think about this is there a way that this is playing out for me yeah you know there's so many celebrities like Kim Kardashian who I happen to love (laughs) the Kardashians but like you know you see them have a baby and they're out there like you know, wearing the same things, you know, mm. revealing clothes, Not they're not worried about, you know, it seems, I guess, from the outside that they're having a baby mm. has not impacted at all on the way they dress and carry yeah. themselves and live their life. Yeah. But do you think that, do you think that helps maybe the perception or do you think maybe that's making it worse for the rest of society? Well, that's such a hard one to answer because there are things that I love about that, like really, you know, much more recently with Instagram and, you know, yes, like the the Kardashians are great for this and Beyonce as well. There are a lot of women now going, you know what, I I am a mom and I'm sexy and, and, you know, I'm going to own this. This doesn't, you know, becoming a mom doesn't change, you know, that I want to express myself this way. I think some of what we're seeing though is a really unrealistic impression of, of motherhood and and post post baby bodies yeah. because these women you know also have access to you know the best the best personal chefs the best dietitians um, mm. personal trainers and you know nannies who can be there to take care of the babies so that they can go and see their personal trainers yeah and they can the work rest, out all day <laughs> they can work out all day and, and so their bodies also tend to bounce back really quickly. Um, 
um, you know, and they're, you know, we're seeing quite unrealistic impressions of bodies these days anyway. So I think that unfortunately the the downside of that is we're also seeing this pressure to, you know, get your post baby body back really quickly. And I think that's kind of one of the negatives that, that comes in around this. Yeah, I agree. I think there's, it's good, I think, for empowerment. Like it's kind of good to see women just putting themselves out there without caring. Yeah. You know? And I think we should all have a bit more of that in us. Yes. But yeah, I guess it is kind of, it's so like everyone compares themselves to other people. So it can be, I guess, if you're feeling a bit insecure, it could, you know, not make you feel great. Yes. There's the woman, um, oh, I don't know if I can remember her name, the comedian. I was just looking at her on Instagram yesterday who takes these, you know, ridiculous pictures of celebrities and takes a photo like it's like normal, a normal person. In oh, I know photos. who you mean. I saw her. I saw her speaking live. What's her name? Um, oh. oh my I, gosh. It's so annoying. What's her name? I, I know. I can't remember either. I was, I was just looking at, but I, I the Australian the, woman. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Does it start with C? I have a feeling it starts with C. Oh my gosh. I saw her speaking live at this um, business chicks event. She was hysterical. Ah. She's so funny. So great. So great. I, I, so I love that there are also people out there with really normal bodies going, you know what? This is me. Um, yeah. And another woman um, that, you know, popped up on Facebook a while ago, she'd taken a before and after shot of her body and she you knows she's like before size 20 after still size 20 <laughs> <laughs> so funny <laughs> yeah those kinds of things I, I love seeing like I think we we need to start getting really real about about our bodies and, and what they actually look like um and yeah. I think there is growing awareness around this like of improved body image and, and what we're displaying for women yeah, I agree. Even with ads and stuff, like, is it Dove that uses all just real kind yeah. of women, all different body shapes? It's, it's awesome. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about getting yourself out there and sort of feeling confident sexually if it's been a while, because, mm-hmm. you know, most of the listeners mm-hmm. are single moms and they have um, not had sex maybe for a while, or they're worried, you know, they've got a new partner and, you know, they're, they're worried about kind of having sex with someone and it can be a bit daunting. Yeah. Where do you start? Yeah, good question. I, I want to like acknowledge how daunting it is because it, it can almost feel like your first time over again. Yeah. It, you know, it might be, you know, you might have had sex with one person for 10 years and, you know, or you haven't had sex at all for a really long time. So it is a, a hugely daunting process to go through. I think, you know, I I always say this in my work and I know it can sound a little cliche, but of course, you know, it starts with us and it starts with how we're feeling about ourselves. Yeah. Once someone like gets us to the point where we're naked, just, you know, they're so grateful that we're naked. (laughs) Let's be honest. (laughs) They're, you know, they're they're grateful and, and really we... We also want to be choosing partners who are who are accepting yeah. of, of you know of, of us as we are you know people that we can feel really comfortable with. But I, I get that you know starting that process with someone can be really daunting. So you know I think it it does start with ourselves. For me, sexy is a state of mind. Like I, I really believe that that yeah. 
that if we feel good about ourselves, if we own, you know, whatever body we're rocking, like that, that makes the difference to, to how we're perceived and, and how we show up in the world. So I think that there's a, a level of acceptance of, okay, you know what, this is my body right now, but, but actually, you know, I'm doing okay. And if we can start with um, looking at the things that, that we do love about our body and ourselves, that's going to start to shift us out of that kind of, um, you know, judgmental mindset. It's so easy to find all the things that we don't like. Yeah. Uh, and we, can, we, can, we tend to spend more time on them. Yeah. But if we can flip that around and go, you know what, like actually what do I love about my body? And if I, you know, if I just stand there and look at myself in the mirror, can I find even just one thing today that I appreciate? And if I come back the next day and look at my body in the mirror, can I find one thing? And if you stand there and you find the same thing, the same one thing, it's my hair, it's my eyes, it's the fact that, you know, my body allows me to do the things I love in the world. It's the fact that my body gave birth to one or two or however many awesome children. That's yeah. what I appreciate about my body. And, and so taking that time to really look for these are the things that I love and appreciate starts to, you know, once we start looking for the things we like, the more that we we tend to to find about them. Yeah, it's kind of what you focus on is your reality. If exactly. You're focusing on all the bad things, that's all you're going to say and that's it's, how you're going to feel. Yes, and we can all find those things about ourselves. You know, in, in my time in therapy, I've really come to realise that someone's perception of themselves has so little to do with, with how they actually look. You know, I will have, you know, beautiful women come into my office and tell me they're really uncomfortable with with their bodies and you know some of us would 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 love to look like they do and they're still you know feeling unhappy with the way they look so it really is um all about perception really yeah for me getting in touch with my sexuality uh and the pleasure that my body could bring me was also a, a really big part of that kind of um sexy state of mind if you liked when I started to realize how much pleasure my body really could could bring me I started to love my body for that like wow how can I how can I judge or dislike something that's allowing me to feel all of this pleasure and that connecting to my sensuality and and sexuality it's you know I guess it it sounds kind of and I I don't usually like to be too woo-woo about things but like there's an there's an energy yeah of that when a woman is kind of connected to her sexuality that that other people kind of feel and and notice so so starting to connect with that part of yourself and and kind of cultivating that again um doing the things that make you feel sexy so taking that time to to shave your legs if if that's what you do to wear some some nice underwear even if no one else is going to see it but just for you getting your hair done you know wearing your bright red lipstick even if you're only going to to drop the kids at school and then come home and and clean the house you're actually doing those little things for you that are starting to get you back into that frame of mind as well that, that's a great idea yeah I really like that it's mm. sometimes really hard to kind of get yourself I guess you feel like you're just I don't know, doing the same thing every day and it doesn't matter because you're not seeing anyone anyway. So who cares about putting on makeup, you know, like, but it is, it makes, if it yeah. makes you feel good, why not? Yes, exactly. Exactly. 
Yeah, I like it. I think we we spend so much of our lives to do these things that we that we want to do or waiting for some flowers or you know once I've got that person then I'll you know buy the lingerie and I just think we should do it for ourselves yeah I think that's awesome (laughs) such a good (laughs) idea okay what about sort of getting emotionally ready because you know we might have those physical insecurities Mm. but what about this whole thing about you know carrying old issues from the past forward and you know do you have any tips for any of the listeners for that to how to sort of leave it in the past yeah it's a good question I think you know a lot of the time we can feel worried that that we will take that into a new relationship or the same thing will happen that has Mm. happened in the past and, and that can make it really difficult for us to to open up I think firstly you know there is something to be said for for taking your time and it being in in the right time we can get, you know, advice from friends of, you know, you just need to get yourself out there, just, you know, internet dating, you know, but I think it has to be the right time. Yeah, sometimes you're just not ready. Yeah, absolutely. And that's totally okay. Yeah. Like totally okay. I think something that there's something about really recognising these patterns that, that we've had in the past and what we can do differently next time. So rather than um, just looking to attract someone different, you know, it's funny how we can want to attract someone different and we think we have, but then we find some of the same <laughs> patterns yeah. playing, playing out after a period of time. So I think when we can really look below the surface at, okay, what, what is really, what was really going on there? What are these patterns that, that I perhaps have found myself attracting and what was my part in that? So, so how might I need to show up that's a little bit different or how might I need to show up to, to start to get what it is that I want? Because when we take responsibility for our part in it and what we can do differently, then we're empowered then we know that that we also have you know have some control and some power over the situation if we're just kind of hoping or looking for someone else to be different that's when we we end up disempowered so for us taking that responsibility um, allows us to do things differently yeah i think that's great because i think um you know we spend so much time focusing on what we want in a partner, but we don't actually mm. stop to go, hang on, are we like a good partner for someone else? You know, like are we yeah. what someone else would want in a partner? And if not, yes. why? Like am I ready? And, you know. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Okay. So taking yeah. your time and maybe being more aware of patterns and how you yourself show up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Um. Now, a lot of women struggle with body image insecurities, which can lead to feeling, you know, really self-conscious when it comes to actually getting naked and having sex. So what are some ways to get 
past this because you know how you you've got that inner critic that comes out and you know sometimes yep. it's like oh shit inner critic's like going oh you look fat and you look this <laughs> quick turn the yeah, light she's off mean. And, yeah yeah <laughs> I know. yeah so um and what are we what are some ways we can get past that inner critic as well mm, yeah so I always say like if we had a friend like that like we wouldn't keep hanging out with her. We wouldn't no. listen to her. We wouldn't take her advice anymore. No, we'd be like, you're a bitch. Go away. You need to exit my life. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And yeah, because she's inside our own head, we think that we need to listen to her. And it's like, okay, you you don't. I think getting that can, um, it's like, oh, just because you're thinking it doesn't make it, doesn't make it true. It doesn't mean that we have to to keep listening to it. For me, you know, I use mindfulness uh, a lot in my work and that's one of the ways that we can slow our thoughts down as mm. well. So if we actually kind of come into the body and are, are mindful in the body, if we focus on, you know, taking some really deep breaths and actually feeling the body, it's not that we have to quieten the mind. It's just like the mind can't focus on the body and those terrible thoughts at the same time, like it, it doesn't yeah. have that amount of energy. So if we bring that focus down to the breath and to the body, what we find is that those thoughts just kind of become silent on their own, like they, they slow down. So actually just putting the focus on the body and the breath is one of the ways that we can, is that we can start to turn off uh, that that critical voice because you know I have her too she's she's still there I just listen to her less now yeah you get better at kind of shutting them down yeah yeah I think it's also good to remind yourself that the person who you're having sex with is probably worried as well you know men have their own insecurities and they've probably got a lot more pressure on them than we do so yeah. they're probably just as scared, if not more scared, or maybe scared's the wrong word, but insecure than, yep. than we are. Completely, completely. And I think, you know, what men really, really want to see, uh, I often say like the sexiest thing a woman can do in bed is enjoy herself. Mm. And I think that that's often really what, what our partners want. It's like, because actually, you know, you're right. Like they they have their own worries and insecurities too. They're they're focused on on themselves, and and part of what our partners want, you know, our lovers is to please us and to see us enjoying ourselves and to see, you know, someone who is um, owning that, who is kind of being, um, who's enjoying themselves sexually, yeah. is sexy, and that's a turn on for a partner. So. Yeah, like absolutely know that, you know, you're, you're both in it. You're both in it together. Yeah. So just relax and enjoy yourself. Relax and enjoy yourself. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to kind of touch on, um, you know, what to sort of do if you've, if your body's gone through something quite traumatic, like um, mm. some, you know, illness or, you know, something like cancer. There's a few yeah. people that sort of sent in some questions because they're kind of, you know, really struggling with things like hair loss or, um, you know, mastectomies yeah. or something that's come out of breast cancer treatment or other cancer. Um, and they're feeling yeah. very sort of 
unsexy and they're very, you know, worried and self-conscious about their bodies and the way they look. Do you, do you have any sort of specific advice for these ladies? Yeah. Um, again, this is a, like, I, I really recognize, um, the, the challenge that, that it can be feeling like your body has changed so dramatically that, you know, that it's let you down or, or you don't really recognize yourself anymore. So Mm. I think taking your time again can, can be really important and, you know, and choosing people who, who are going to be really supportive. Um, and understanding, but also and knowing that that your beauty doesn't come from the way your body looks. Like you have so much to offer as a human being that that your beauty really shines from from within, and and that's part of your gift to whoever you're being intimate with. It's that that inner beauty shines shines out, and you know, yes, allow yourself to, to do what you can, you know, feel, feel beautiful in your own way. Keep, keep wearing the, the sexy lingerie. Um, I love that, you know, I have been watching a little bit of Married at First Sight oh at God, the moment and I love that. that <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed. <laughs> I need to just stop because it's on so many times a week. It's just consuming my evenings. <laughs> Thankfully, I only get to watch it on Sundays. But (laughs) I I love that we have a woman on there um, with alopecia at the moment. So she's really openly wearing a wig, and and for me, she is so beautiful. And I like, I feel like my heart is warmed every time I I hear um, what is her her partner's name? I don't. Is it um, Nasa? Yes, Nasa. Who's just like. He like you can just see the way he looks at her. He's like, yeah. you know, you are so you are so beautiful, and and he just so genuinely means that that he is so genuinely uh, attracted to this woman for who she is. You know, not not just for the way that she looks, but yeah, I, I think the way that we feel about someone, you know, when when we see that beauty, we also see them as beautiful. Yeah, I agree. And that woman, like, and she's a single mom too. She's like, oh, there you go. <laughs> she just comes across as such a beautiful person. And she's just, because of that, just like physically beautiful as well. She's just gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that's kind of all I wanted to really touch on today. So if you want to get in touch with Asai, you can contact her via her website, which is. Oh, that's the one thing I didn't write down. W- <laughs> What's the website? Sorry. Yeah, so it's www.asaya, which is I-S-I-A-H hyphen McKimmy, M-C-K-I-M-M-I-E dot com. Excellent. Or on Facebook or Instagram. And on Facebook, your your handle is just at Asaya. Yes, Asaya. And uh, on Instagram, I'm Asaya McKimmy Sexologist. Sexologist. Yes. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Well, I'll put those links in the show notes as well. Asai, thank you so much for your time and I'm stoked that you're coming back soon and next time we're talking all about orgasms. So I can't wait for that. I can't wait. <laughs> Thanks, Julia. Thank you. Have a good day. Thanks. Bye. Bye. 
Asaya, thank you so much again for your time today. And that was really, really interesting. And thank you so much for listening, everyone. And, you know, I just want to, I think, you know, recap a few things that Asaya said and that we talked about is that, you know, you're beautiful. Let's not get caught up in physical appearances all the time because that is one aspect of who we are and everyone is different. And it does sound a little bit, you know, cliched and whatever, but beauty really does come from within. And if we're confident and beautiful on the inside, then that's going to radiate out. Okay. So just remember that, as Asaya said, it does start with how we feel about ourselves. And let's also remind ourselves that if someone's not into us, then they're not worthy of us. Okay. We deserve someone who loves all of us. And if we're not feeling good enough, or if someone's making us feel like we're not good enough, then we don't need that person in our lives. Okay. So all power to you, girlfriend, you're gorgeous, you're beautiful. And just remind yourself of that next time you're, you know, worried about getting into the bedroom with someone. Okay. So as I mentioned at the beginning, if you want to sign up to the Don't Just Survive Thrive online program, which is a self-paced online course, which generally takes about eight weeks to work through, please go to the link in the show notes, or you can find out all about it via my website. And I'd love to have you. If you want to get in touch with me, you can email me at julia at singlemothersurvivalguide.com or you can find me on Instagram or Facebook, both at singlemothersurvivalguide. Please get in touch if you have any questions about anything. If you want to read some of my blog posts or find out about the other podcast episodes that are available, please go to my website, which is just www.singlemothersurvivalguide.com. And you can also book in a 30-minute complimentary clarity call through my website if you want to find out more about getting some one-on-one mentoring from me. Finally, if you have a spare 30 seconds, not even 30 seconds, probably 10 seconds, I'd love it if you could rate my podcast on iTunes. So all you have to do is go to the show in iTunes. And if you haven't subscribed, you can just hit subscribe. Um, Regardless, you just find the show and then right at the bottom, all you have to do is touch on the stars that you want to rate it. And then if you want, there's another thing underneath it that says write a review. So I would love it if you could do that. Really appreciate it. And you know, it helps new single mums find this podcast more easily, which I really want them to do. So thank you so much for doing that. And thank you if you have already done it. I really appreciate it. I love reading them and it means a lot to me that you have spent that time. So thank you very much. Anyway, that's it from me for today. So have a wonderful week and I will speak to you next week. Okay, bye for now.